0: All right, so I have been writing a screenplay based on my life where I am the main character. And as I've been writing the main character, I have been realizing that all of the other characters are so much more well-fleshed out. I have so much more sympathy sympathy for them. They have so much more of a character arc. And me as the main character, it's like I'm struggling to see why why, why the whole story is is revolving around her. God damn it. That's like, (laughs) it's so self-reflective and like, and so revealing for how I feel about myself. And I have come to this point where I've been able to take my, my own like self-doubts out of it. And I have found that the character is such a rock, but also such a, such a pivotal like center point for all of the other characters and also i'm just generally seeing how unique and like how much fun i can have with a character and how i have to admit i have to admit some my my quirks need to be inserted in there so so that the character would be more entertaining basically i can't dilute like my own random qualities because that's what makes the character interesting Today, I really want to talk about all the ways that I've downplayed myself and how I'm going to fix that and be the main character of my own life. Okay, so the first thing I do all the time is edit myself while I'm talking. Like, I really wanted to start a podcast to also improve my communication skills I think I'm a pretty good communicator. I'm very insightful, but the pacing of the way I speak, like the cadence, the constant pausing, it's because, yeah, I hate this word, but I overthink sometimes. (laughs) Fuck that word. I hate the word (laughs) overthink. (laughs) I hate it because sometimes you do need to think a lot and you want to think more deeply. But anyway... I digress. I don't overthink. I digress. What I do often is I doubt myself in the middle of when I'm speaking. I often do that a lot when I'm talking to other people. I rethink what I say. And also, I over explain. Like in this podcast, like I've had to stop, re-record, delete large chunks of things just because I'm like, I don't need to continue explaining that or I'm just rambling here. And what I'm trying to learn is how to speak really presently, intentionally and focused with myself. Cause it's like a lot of the times I'm like escaping myself when I'm talking. I'm like, I'm like doubting that I'm interesting enough. And I see that there are other people who really sit with their own feelings because they're really focused on them. And I think that's an issue that I have when I communicate with other people, because I find I do over-prioritize listening to them and understanding their opinions and catering the way I'm speaking so that they understand it. I swear I'm really not a doormat, but there are things I do that are really people-pleasing. And when I see that someone is confident in the way they speak, it's because they're really sitting in themselves, in their own minds. They are taking the time to both listen to themselves and also be focused on themselves when they speak. Where in the back of my head, my mind is probably doing a second thing where it's wondering what the other person is thinking all the time. And that takes the focus off of my train of thought. I mean, it's awesome that I can kind of do both at the same time. and I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's just like, can I just sit and be with me, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I want to have my mind be, have my train of thought, my opinions, my feelings be the main point of focus, so that I can speak and write and generally do things more for myself. Another thing I do is just downplay my value in general. Like I I mentioned in like the other podcast or maybe it was the intro that like I doubted whether or not making a podcast would be a good idea. Because there are so many people now who have a podcast but guess what? I will continue to watch other people's podcasts and listen. I mean, I, same thing with YouTube, with TV shows, with any sort of media out there. I mean, God, even with friends that you make, is there really a limit if, like, if you just want to learn about different types of people or if people are similar, but you just like, the person as they are, like, they're still important and they still give you value. I think it's kind of ridiculous if you think about, all right, well, so many people have a podcast now. I think we should stop. We have <laughs> we have capped all of the podcasters available and we think people should just stop talking and we should just keep to these few thousand or million people and only they can speak their voice. What if we did that? What if we suddenly said, like, you know what? There have been enough movies. There have been enough TV shows. We have had enough perspectives. That is it. We are now done with entertainment. (laughs) Like, I get it. A lot of people have the same similar stories. But isn't it funny how somehow they're always somewhat unique? Yeah, maybe you found a YouTuber who's just like some other girl, some other YouTuber, some other man who talks about gaming, whatever. But there's still a a little, a little like tweak. There's a little uniqueness to them. And also, isn't it fun to find somebody new who has a similar perspective, but doesn't have the same exact content out? I mean I think about it with clothes too cuz it's like yeah the basics of I want to find the same jeans but cheaper that makes sense but I mean I could go to three different stores with jeans at the same price that look exactly the same but I'm just like whatever I feel like this brand today you know <laughs> and of course you there are people who st- who keep with their tried and true brand of jeans or TV shows or influencers or whatever and they're fine with it and that's enough. But I'm not going to lie. People are always wanting to find something something new. Even if the exact content and even the theme the lesson isn't new, it's nice to see things from a fresh perspective or a different voice. And at the end of the day, I think I wouldn't mind if everyone had a podcast (laughs) because guess what? Everyone has a personality and they get to be them and they get to have their own group of friends and people who love them. So why not you? Okay, another thing that I do is I dismiss the things that I think are valuable in me, but also I... I probably nitpick at myself for for the little quirks that aren't that bad that are probably endearing. Like going back to writing me as the main character of the story, uh, I realized I wrote somebody who's really ambitious, but it felt like I didn't quite know where the person's personality was coming from. And I sat there and I was like, damn, maybe I just don't have a personality. And then I realized a lot of the things that I probably like put myself down for would be really interesting as part of the show that I'm writing. So little quirks I have are the little ways that I try to MacGyver things. Look, I am Filipino. My parents are obviously also, well, both my parents are Filipino. That's not as obvious, but both of them are. And they know some things. They know some tricks. My mom you know, would teach me how to pack double the amount of luggage that you think a suitcase would be able to hold. We can, you know, find the cheaper resourceful versions of getting anything. I mean, I've learned, this isn't safe, but I have learned how to eat a bowl of oatmeal while driving on my commute to and from work. And like, I, I've, I have multitasks in weird ways. I like I find inventive, like almost lazy college student level uh, (laughs) hacks of ways of doing things, you know, and I realized that wasn't hard for me to figure out when I was writing my screenplay. And so I might as well incorporate that as a character trait. And that adds to this character being, um, This sort of crazy, like, super excitable, idealistic, fun, creative, uh, but slightly ungrounded person. I also had this thought that writing this character as someone who helps other people, who might fall into, like, you know, giving too much but not getting enough back, I thought that would be uninteresting. But then the other day, I was re-binge-watching Ted Lasso, and it hit me that that character is exactly like that, but in, in his own unique way. So maybe he isn't constantly giving and hoping to receive back, but without acknowledging that that's the issue, he seems to give a lot to his team, to the people around him. He's friendly with everyone, but spoiler alert for, for spoiler alert for Ted Lasso but in the personal relationship that he wants he feels unfulfilled he feels sad about it and he has panic attacks and anxiety that comes out at, at random times because it's kind of repressed in him and the fact that that is such a lovable interesting dynamic different character in a TV show where he also plays, like, a sports coach, <laughs> like, that is so different. That's interesting. And we love him. Plus, Jason Sudeikis makes him so dynamic and interesting. And I thought, wait, that's the same with me. Like, I just described myself as this excitable, quirky, macgyver like, creative person who – Manages to do all of these things, maybe overlooks herself, but also like shows up for other people and has time for other people, and like that is, I can make that lovable, and and fun in my own way. Also, I thought about how like isn't that kind of the classic rom commy um, main character? Like, oh, the woman is so quirky; she doesn't really have her shit together, but she has a heart of gold. Whatever but mine is different. Okay? Okay. And a last thing that I do all the time is I downplay how much I have learned, both in like personal life and in career skills. So I'm someone who has switched jobs a lot, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't think it has been a messy journey. I think I've been collecting a lot of different jobs. And the only, the only thing that I would have done differently was to finally start my own YouTube channel or my own brand earlier. But let me tell you, I mean, I grew up playing piano and singing. I ended up being like the VP of a lot of like clubs a leader of a lot of clubs in high school and in college, I even taught a leadership class in college. I was like a career counselor <laughs> in some way in college. I ended up getting a job at a Filipino nonprofit and did um, community outreach. I did a little bit of um, of like canvassing and. Um, political community organizing. And then I jumped to being in social media and marketing. I mean, I've also learned to play guitar here and there. I've learned to photography here and there. I've been in acting classes. Shit, the list goes on. Um, Right now, my focus is like, I want to go into screenwriting. I've learned a lot of directing. I know a lot of people who have this combination of stuff and my same background. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a multi-hyphenate. Like, I do all of these things. And even though I did them once or in one job, I knew how to do it. And even though I didn't entirely know, like, I didn't become the expert in this one field, like, I'm not going to downplay that that was my job. And it was not, like, Too difficult. Okay. All that to say, like, I keep looking back at my resumes and I look back at, like, oh, I need to gain more skills in this area or in directing or in screenwriting. But I realized that not only did I have experience there, like, I didn't previously have experience in it. Most of those things I didn't actually study. Like, my Actual degree was in journalism, which was writing. And the reason why I wanted to be in journalism or I wanted that as my major was because I wanted to do more than learn, to be honest. I wanted to experience. And that makes me think like I don't have to downplay the fact that I didn't have like a deeper level of study and everything. I think I have to realize that I learn by doing. And also, I can decide. What I can study more now by doing it and by learning it here and there. But I don't have to put pressure on myself or downplay that I've done so much. And generally, looking at all of that, I'm I'm a like a master project manager, you know? Okay. And also, I have great ideas. And I've always downplayed that because I always thought it would just be like a pie in the sky thing. But let me tell you, like, I think any sort of kernel of an idea can be something amazing and fun as long as, you know, you create it, you play with it, you make it into something. Like any sort of little kernel of an interesting idea could become something. It just depends on what you do with it. Okay. Now we have arrived at relationships. That's my family, my friends, and romantic relationships. I feel like I have over-emphasized like, emphasized how how quiet I think I've been. I've been so self-conscious about the times when I was quiet or I wish I could be more extroverted or whatever. When in reality, like... More often than most introverts, like, I am actually super talkative, really welcoming, really engaged with people. I'm really willing to listen to them and talk with them and share ideas when I'm comfortable with them. And yes, I am an empath. I tend to really soak up other people's energies and I get overwhelmed by them to the point where, like, I will often feel drained really easily and I'll feel like okay, I think I put way too much energy into this conversation, into listening to other people's feelings. And I didn't fight enough to, you know, be heard myself. And for a lot of my life, I would actually end up avoiding a lot of social situations because I knew that that would happen. Maybe not consciously, but it's just like, for example, in high school, I'd be like, okay, these people won't want to talk to me unless I have listened to all the songs on this one album. And if I haven't, then I'm not actually a fan of this person. And I don't want to have this entire conversation because at the end of the day, they're not going to care about me. They're going to care about how much they can show off how they are more fucking of a fan of something (laughs) than I am. And that sort of thing is pointless to me, but also drains my energy because I'm just like, My energy is just being used to be put down for this person's ego. Why do I want to participate? And that right there is something valuable that I have in me. I had that boundary growing up, but I always perceived it as like, well, I'm going to protect myself because I hate people or I am not friendly enough or I shut people down and shut people out. Whereas now I could look at it as I draw my boundaries and I can stick up for my morals and how I think people should be talked to and treated. And (laughs) it's things along those same lines that happen a lot in relationships where I like end up bitter and I think it's my fault. And I think like, shouldn't I be able to show up like, socially with the people and, like, fight back or, like, have a fun sparring match, whatever, whatever. But if something isn't for me, I should honor the fact that, like, I am self-aware enough to not continue doing the things that aren't for me and not spreading the kind of, like, social behaviors that I don't believe in. I mean, I'm gonna go into a whole relationships episode later, but... A lot of my relationships left me feeling bitter, unhappy. And my only regret is that I allowed myself to sit in bitterness for so long, not only because I wished that they would turn around and care about me, but because I came back to this conclusion of everyone's going to be like that. And it did make me shut off and unplug from the rest of the world, but to the point where I trusted almost no one. I had such a huge guard up and I didn't want to participate. And I didn't think there'd be good people in the world. And now I am as I keep saying, I'm slowly opening up to people and I'm finding that I can mostly get along with people. And even if there's a little bits here and there that make me feel uncomfortable, like I'm better able to navigate that. But it is funny because I do find it a little bit hard to let people in and to trust them. And it's hard to open up still, but we are navigating that. Okay. So I guess to sum up, to be the main character of your story, you also get to embrace all the little qualities of yourself. Because being the main character doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going full steam ahead. Everything is about me, blah, blah, blah. Like it is. And you are the one driving your story and you have control over it. And that's what it means. But it also means you are not written to be this bulldozing like, just go-getter. I feel like, sure, if you're in an action film, that's fine. But if you want a holistic story where your character gets its own arc and and gets to be loved for all their qualities, then I think you get to honor them and notice all of your quirks. What makes you you? Like, how do you act on your moral compass And what are you fighting for? How are you doing that? I think that's what makes you your main character, you know? And I think it just takes honoring the fact that you are working towards your purpose and you're living the life that you want to on your own terms. Like, bring it back to you and honor yourself for being able to do that. Okay. Well, until next time loves, feel your feelings, be gentle with the process. Peace and love. Bye.